0: Percy, given all the bizarre behavior being reported in the world today, we rarely hear about those who are giving of themselves to help make a difference in other people's lives. What say you about the shortage of so-called good Samaritans in the world?
1: Yeah, Wayne, it does seem like that. It is hard to find those individuals who are truly committed to the success and well-being of others. But there are those that are out there that are doing such work. And so I want to have this discussion today as a topic and uh, in greater detail. Let's talk about
0: it. All right. We'll hear from a former cancer patient who's on the front line serving and supporting those in the trenches every day who are battling cancer. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute designated comprehensive cancer center information discussed during this program is not medical advice be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health welcome everyone to health hope and inspiration I'm Wayne Shepherd and our host is Reverend Percy McCray director of faith-based programs at cancer treatment centers of America he's right here with me via zoom let's be honest about that Percy we see each (laughs) other on a camera But in this post-pandemic world, I guess it's best that we just, you know, keep our distance, huh?
1: (laughs) Absolutely. It's still a necessary uh, thing to do as we continue to work through this. But it's good to see you via camera. And uh, I'm ready to go, my friend. I'm excited about today's conversation.
0: Let's talk about and answer the question, how are you living here with the program here today? Now, our guest coming
1: up has been with us before, but tell us how you know Robbie Robinson. I met Robbie Robinson before he became a cancer patient. Well over 20 years ago. As a matter of fact, I think this is his 20th year anniversary. And uh, quick story: He uh, was selling furniture, and I was purchasing some furniture for my office as a uh, as a pastor for my uh, office. And uh, struck up a conversation. He was the most gregarious, <laughs> and outgoing, and positive person. One of the most that I've ever met. And then shortly after that period of time, uh, he was contracted with cancer, came to Cancer Treatment Centers of America. And that's where uh, he started his treatment in Chicago. But I knew him prior to. And so when he walked through the front door and I saw him, we just hugged each other. And uh, we've been friends ever since. And he has his own radio show now called Not Done Yet. Uh, He supports cancer patients every day in every way that he possibly can. He is a super cancer advocate. He really is.
0: Well, his previous time with us is also in the archive at healthhopeandinspiration.com, the audio archive there. So take the time sometime to go back and, and listen if you did miss that first conversation with Robbie, but you'll hear conversation number two coming up today on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. How about a question to pose to listeners?
1: Well, our question for today is, have you ever served a group or individual with your time to make their life better? Have you? ever served a group or individual with your time to make their life better is the question that we want you to react to I bet we're going to get a lot
0: of positive responses to this one. Look forward Mm -hmm. to that. So answer the question if you would please at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Simply click on connect there on the website and you can type in your response. We'd love to hear from you this week. And while you're there, check out the free resources we offer, including one that goes right hand in hand with our conversation today, How to Serve God When You Have Cancer. So that's available at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Okay, Scripture time. Let's uh, turn to God's Word before we turn to our guest.
1: Spiritual nugget for today is Galatians, the fifth chapter, verses 13 and 14, and it reads as follows, and it is perfect for today's conversation. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but n- but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. And what I love about this scripture is reminding us at the end of the day, we have been given the freedom of God to enjoy our life and to to prosper and be well. But it wasn't just to to kind (laughs) of lavish it upon our own self but to do other good things for other people and to serve one another humbly in love. And that's exactly what you're going to hear from when we talk to Robbie today on this episode. We'll get to that
0: conversation, that interview in a moment. With locations in Atlanta, Chicago, and Phoenix, Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, is a national oncology network of hospitals and outpatient care centers offering an integrated approach that combines surgery, radiation, chemotherapy, immunotherapy, and advancements in precision medicine with supportive therapies to manage side effects and enhance quality of life during treatment and into survivorship. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, or contact a member of the team with questions you may have about your treatment options by calling 866-712-HOPE. That's simply 866-712-4673. Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver advancements in precision medicine with supportive therapies like spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.
1: Hey, 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 this is yours truly, Reverend Percy McRae, and I'm back with another show. And I've got my friend and my brother. You've heard from him before. He's been on the show before, and he has graciously agreed to come back because he's got so much to say, and, and rightfully so. <laughs> uh, my brother, Robbie Robinson, who uh, is now a 20-year cancer survivor, uh, he, had, uh, he was diagnosed with stage 2 non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And he's celebrating 20 years of survivorship. You know, we often hear people talk about how many people or people that they know that have passed away from cancer. But on this show, we like to talk about how many people are surviving. And as he has mentioned and made us aware of in times past, uh, there are more and more people that are surviving a battle of cancer today than any time before. And he is certainly one of them. Robbie, welcome back to the show. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing fantastic, Percy. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man, you sound good. Well, I know in some conversations that we've had offline, I wanted to kind of circle back with you and, and have a discussion. Uh, and the first thing that I wanted to ask you, because you made a statement to me one time, and I've never, ever heard anyone say it say this to me the way that you said this. And I'm going to quote you verbatim, and I want you to kind of unpack it a little bit. You said, you once sure. told me that, What as a cancer patient, you said, understanding some things, that dying is easy, but living is hard. What did you mean by that? Yeah.
2: Uh, What I meant was dying's easy for all of us. We all know how to do that. We're all going to be good at it. We're all going to do it. Living's not the same. Hmm. Living's a little harder. You have to make an effort at that. Dying's going to come easy. (laughs) We're all going to be able to do it. Okay. So it's not this big uncommon thing. Anybody can do it. Everybody will. How are you living is what matters, not how am I dying. Hmm. How am I living in this time that I've been given? How am I spending it? Am I spending it in a good manner that doesn't, you know, in my mind, I'm not successful in life until what I do benefits somebody other than me. Okay. If it's all about me, I'm never completely satisfied or never full. But if I do something for somebody else because of my efforts, then I'm successful at what I'm doing because it benefited somebody other than just me
1: got you okay okay
2: so, so we got to focus on that living part and you know we come into this hospital and if that dining room is full and somebody walks in looking for a seat everybody would stand up and say would you like my seat we don't first look at that person and say but excuse me who did you vote for who did you sleep with last night what church did you go to how much money is in your pocket what kind of car do you drive how big is your house we look past all those differences Because we're not looking at that person, how different are we? We're looking at that person, how can I help you? Okay. And I got to thinking, we all have that ability. We do it every day here. I need to practice being like that outside these doors.
1: Ah. That's
2: where the hard part of living comes in. Okay. (laughs) Being like that, you know, you're not going to always get the same reaction back in the everyday life as you would at somewhere like this. But that shouldn't stop us from being that type of a person
1: got it okay and,
2: always looking at people for what can i do for you instead of how different are we
1: well and and the way that i would summarize that and i've, I've discussed this before on this platform is that in many cases and i think mm-hmm. you i think you're right on so many levels many and most relationships with people are are compensatory they're based upon what i think i can get out from that person or from that person at, versus being relational right. just basically relating to who people are. And I think you're right. We have we have lost the art and the ability which makes living hard to live from the perspective of of living from a qualitative sense of life versus trying to earn, get or be something that we can impress others with. And I think that has become a really hard thing for people to learn how to do. So I, I, I agree with that. And I think it's a very interesting uh, philosophical school of thought and I really appreciate you bringing that up and I would imagine sure. I would imagine which will lead me to my next question that part of you being enlightened to that school of thought that dying is easy but living is hard it probably came from I guess what you learned from having cancer what else did having cancer yeah. teach you I, I've talked to a million cancer <laughs> patients and they all tell me things that cancer taught them something about themselves or about others what did cancer having cancer teach you my friend
2: sure well i never had this great epiphany once i got cancer i was blessed to always pretty much be aware of what my blessings were so it wasn't like i had this world-changing epiphany that Because of cancer, but what it did teach me was to slow down, Ah. to not forget those things that are important in life, To, to quit stepping over all the opportunities to do good that God throws in front of us because we're too busy with work or too busy with family or too busy with that, and slow down, and instead of stepping over all those opportunities, pick it up and work on it.
1: Interesting. You know, I,
2: I used to say, I'd love to do more, God, but I'm just so busy with life. Mm. And he said, well, here, now you got time. <laughs> yeah. Kind of and I've learned to 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 appreciate that, to be aware when I'm talking with somebody in that moment, to be aware of that moment, who I'm with, who I'm talking with right now, the conversation we're having, the things that we're doing together, to create that memory instead of rushing through life and everything's a blur. I kind of remember doing this or that, but life was so fast and I was, you know making a living and doing this and that that life's sometimes a blur and when you slow down and start appreciating every moment, it's learning to be grateful, learning to be thankful uh it's given me the opportunity to slow down and be a little bit more kinder to people, yeah, take that extra minute to listen to' them.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: uh so it's really it, it's what it's really showed me is that door is there. What I learned most was that that door of opportunity to be kind to people is always there if we just open it. Yeah, and it I wasn't that it wasn't there a whole time. It's just I didn't take the time to open that door. Yeah,
1: yeah, and and I think that you're right. Part of the con- the contribution to that is, uh, and I, I think about this often with regard to the advance of technology and you know the cell phone, the internet. We have so many yeah. things that 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 we believe has made our life better because it is giving us more access but in many cases it's caused us to be i think overloaded and and life is now yeah. moving so quickly information comes to us so quickly that we've really lost the art of being able to kind of stop smell the roses or or observe be kind be gracious i think we've lost the art of of slowing down to just appreciate yeah. others and and the things and the blessings that God has for us and, and you're right <laughs> That door has always yeah. been there. We just we just blew by it. We 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 didn't stop to open exactly. it. We just drove right by that door. Now,
2: we took that quick turnstile and went right through there without bothering to, to to open that door. And all of a sudden, somebody's standing there that we need to be with.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm you know. glad. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. to hear that 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 is something that that you've been able to, to kind of take away from. Obviously, uh, yeah. being a, a, a now a 20 year cancer survivor. I'm gonna ask you a kind of a, a tough question and maybe it's a personal one and if you're not willing to answer it, that's sure. fine. That is what what has been hard going back to your original statement of uh dying is easy but but living is hard, what what yeah. are you willing to share with us that has been hard for you in living beyond having cancer that you've worked on or you've gotten beyond? What was hard for you? Yeah.
2: I would say the not the hardest but the most <laughs> hurtful. Which would, to me would be the hardest, would be making friends with people so quickly, and loving them so deeply, so quickly, and then losing them.
1: Oh, okay. We
2: unfortunately we, we can't save everybody. Right. As bad as we want to. Right. And uh, learning to have that information for people. A lot of times I would have the information, knowing what I knew about this place, and I would share it with somebody who needed it, and they wouldn't take advantage of it. Mm. That was extremely hard at first. Yeah. to To know what I know and share that with somebody and then not take advantage of that information. And I had to learn to let go of that responsibility. <laughs> that Uh-oh. my responsibility was to have that information there if they wanted it or needed it. Yeah. And then what they did with it was up to them. It wasn't on me anymore. Yeah. And that was very hard to accept. And you know... Uh, I think would be the hardest thing. You
1: know? As you say that, Robbie, and that, that is actually triggering inside of me. I remember when... um after my surgery i had surgery for i had early stole i st- uh, had early stage colon cancer and i had uh, a third of my colon removed and and in my community and, and certain environments there were people that i shared that with who knew that and they would you know stop by or call and i remember a conversation mm-hmm. i had with an individual who asked me about how i was doing and and he asked me, "How did I find out that I had cancer?" And I told him, "As you have said, and as you continue to endorse, mm-hmm. I had a colonoscopy." And so we want to make sure that people are aware: you need to do your diagnostic work, you need to do your, you know, your annual checkups. They, they save lives, and they, and they help. They are helping to bring yeah. down the uh, the mortality rate of people surviving with cancer. And when I told him, because uh, he was not really aware of what a colonoscopy was, and when I told him what that mm-hmm. procedure was. And I told him exactly what I'm saying now. He literally cringed and said, well, I don't think I can do that. Uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm not ready to hear that. I don't want to have this conversation. And to your point, I just want to tie into your point, it hurt me so deeply. And it was so hard to hear that because I was trying to give him information that would help him. And he was like a 50-year-old right. man. And he did not want to mm-hmm. have any part of that discussion, Robbie. He did not want to think about it. I know his wife as well. Yep. Uh, and I'm leaving them anonymous, so I'm not calling anybody's name. And he said, make sure you don't say anything to my wife about this because she'll probably want me to do this <laughs> as soon as you tell her. He he wanted to completely avoid this conversation completely. And he said, you know, yeah. you, l- you look good. It looks like everything is going well for you. But he did not want to have anything to do with what I could share with him that would help him. To your point, that was a hard thing to hear. And I remember being rather yeah. al- almost depressed about it because I was like, well, who would run yep. from having good information? It wasn't that I was giving him bad information <laughs> or negative information. right? But to your point, we can't make people accept information or be ready to have a conversation no. that they want to have.
2: It's like Christ in our life. He's always there. It's up to us whether we go up to him and say, yes, I want you with me. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I had a nightmare one time of a, a child of mine drowning and i'm in the boat and i got my hand in the water reaching out to him and he just wouldn't take my hand
1: yeah yeah that's got to be hard it's got to be hard thank you for yeah yeah, sharing that i appreciate that uh we've got yeah, no we got a few minutes left and you can take your time here. <laughs> With all that you've done, all that you've experienced and learned and again, I know firsthand, I uh, I was there the first day that you started treatment at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America. <laughs> yep. I knew you and met you before you ever came to Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Here <laughs> yes, we are. Yeah, here we are 20 years <laughs> later. Unbelievable. And you are yeah. doing so much. I know you um, you're still wanting to uh, climb a couple of mountains and 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 do some things that yep, you put on your. On the list. I know you have some some things on your bucket list, but what continues to drive you to live today? What what continues to motivate you to live the life that you live today? Because you're living a very different life, sure. uh, in many ways, than you did before you had cancer. What what continues oh, to yeah. drive and push you to live uh, the life that you live today, my friend?
2: Well, I personally personally make sure that i never forget that sense of urgency that we feel when we're first told we have cancer yeah that that fear that unknowing uh facing a change and i don't ever want to forget how that person who's actively fighting cancer feels yeah i live for the day where they go rob you don't have to come in today we found a cure. <laughs> okay, cool.
1: Yeah, yeah. Many
2: people ask me, "Rob, why do you still go up there? I don't I thought you don't have cancer anymore." Right. I go, well, "I do because other people still do." Right. And if I've been given the ability to help them through either thought or action or words, I'm not fill- fulfilling my potential if I'm not up there helping people through this. If God has given me those talents and abilities to help others through my words, thoughts or actions, and if I'm not doing that, I'm not fulfilling what he wanted me to do in the first place. Yeah. Maybe that's why he saved me. Yep. Maybe that's why he's not done with me.
1: That's, yeah, yeah. And, it, and it,
2: so I just that's what keeps motivating me is seeing those smiles and telling somebody that God is not punishing you for something that went wrong in your life. Mm. It's that devil knowing the greatness that God put in you yep. that he's trying to keep you from being that greatness. Yeah. So yeah. he's throwing cancer at you. He's throwing homeless people. If I meet a homeless person, I tell him. God's not punishing you. Yeah. It's the devil trying to keep that greatness out of you by yeah. giving you homelessness, drug problems, alcohol problems, and you can see in their eyes almost change and go, "Well, maybe I am worth something. Right. Maybe I am somebody." Right. Right.
1: Well, my friend, no, here's what here's what <laughs> I can say, and I know you well. You you make a c- contribution every day to anybody that comes into your space and into your presence, and you're right. You you yeah. you you you've been doing that for a really really long time. And I'm grateful for your I'm grateful for what you do. And I'm thankful for the fact that you feel that that's part of your mission and your calling and your purpose. And you're right. I think that that impart impartial is what is keeping you alive and is and stimulating you. And and and, and that is that comes directly from the father above today, folks. I want you to know that you are listening to I call him a super advocate at the end of the day. This man is tireless. Uh, you know, and and he he give, he gets up and he gives his best every day. Today you have heard from Robbie Robinson, my friend, celebrating 20 years of being a cancer survivor. Years. 20 years, man, and I mean that's that just sounds like music to my ears, and I can't wait to be able to tell you <laughs> that I'm a 20 year survivor. But uh, I'll get there one All day right. at a time. Uh, diagnosed with stage two non Hodgkin's lymphoma, treated at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Uh, in Chicago, yep. and he he still goes back to that facility to this day to support cancer patients, to encourage them, to uplift them. And on today, I want you to stop and take a bow from your friend and from those listening to say thank you, sir, for being vigilant and being committed to this community. I love you to life and not to death. And if there's <laughs> ever anything I can do for you, Robbie, you know you can reach out to your friend, yeah. and uh, we'll do some yeah, more I, things going forward.
2: I, I I humbly appreciate that, and I, I stay very humbled in the grace that uh, I'm a blessed man. I just celebrated a 46-year marriage to my best friend, Wow. four beautiful children, nine grandkids, two great-grandsons. Wow. I get to spend my time with the people I care about and love and come up here, and I'm, I'm a very blessed man, and I realize it, and I'm just trying to take that blessing and
1: share it with others. You're doing that, my friend. You are doing that, <laughs> and, and I and I thank you for it. That being said, be blessed, enjoy the rest of your day, and go bless some cancer patients.
0: His spirit is contagious. We'll talk more with Percy McRae about our guest today, Robbie Robinson, here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. The Cancer Center for Alexa Skill is a voice-activated question-and-answer tool empowering users to ask Alexa questions they may have about cancer or services available at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope. The skill can answer over 800 questions on more than 40 different cancer types, symptoms, risk factors, and treatment options. To access the tool, you or anyone you support can simply say, Alexa, enable Cancer Center to any Amazon device. And you can also access this tool on any smartphone by downloading the Alexa app. Boy, Robbie Robinson has a contagious spirit about him, Percy, that is just, I mean, it's just wonderful.
1: It really is. And what what I love about Robbie, and I mean this respectfully, Robbie is not like, you know, some super successful person. He's a regular everyday guy, like right. most of us, like most people. And I think that we tend to, particularly with this 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 phase that we're in over the last several years with uh, Marvel comic characters <laughs> and superheroes that jump and fly and spin <laughs> and run, you know, and, and we think that if we can't do any of that, that we we really can't make a difference in people's lives. And and Robbie is a perfect example of he's just a guy. He's a dad. He's a granddad. He's a great grandfather who who has battled a cancer. He's celebrating his 20th year anniversary. So woohoo! you woo to you, <laughs> yeah. my friend, for celebrating 20 years of being a cancer survivor who has just simply made the decision that he feels that because, uh, God has blessed his life and allowed him to survive and live, that he wants to pay that forward and he wants to love on people. And I believe he used the analogy that every one of us have these doors that we walk by, or we can stop and open those doors and have opportunity to just serve and love and and support humanity wherever we have an opportunity. And imagine Wayne, if we all took that mentality how much pain and suffering we could help eliminate or alleviate in the earth if we all just stopped and opened a couple yeah. of doors that we just casually walk yeah. by
0: every day well obviously you become fast friends with this man and uh, it, it's evident as the two of you talk together how does he come up with all of this and and the way he expresses it is so beneficial mm. it really puts a handle yeah. on it for us doesn't it
1: well yeah he's a unique he's he's just a unique human being at the end of the day i think he made the statement once that you know, he's so happy and excited, he makes himself <laughs> sick, you know, and then... And, and what and what really spurned this conversation on that that really uh, I wanted to dig into and, and get his vantage point from was, he said that dying is hmm. easy, living is what's really hard. And on the face of that, it sounds yeah, as... Yeah, you gotta think about that one,
0: but it's profound.
1: Yeah, you gotta stop and kind of process that a little bit, and the point that he was making, if I could speak on his behalf simply is, that whether we we realize it or not whenever our time to leave the earth takes place we don't have to practice for that we don't have to do anything specific for that death has its own natural course that it takes and then it, and it'll do what it does when it's time to do so but living is different Living requires that we have to make some adjustments. Uh, We have to do some things. We have to be diligent about some things. Uh, In some cases, we have to be disciplined about some things. In other words, it requires some movement and activity uh, and effort on our behalf to live and certainly to live effectively. And And in his mind, his mission in life now is to be here for cancer patients, to help them manage through the ebb and flow of life and being a cancer patient and work through the difficulties and the hardships, whether that's a hug, whether that's doing karaoke with patients or or talking to cancer patients on the telephone. He's here to help assist cancer patients with the living of life that can be difficult and challenging. And once I heard him kind of unpack that, I I agree with that. I, I agree with that school of thought and it makes a lot of sense at the end of the day. And if we all could do our part to help people with the difficulty of living uh humanity would be better served and we would be better off as a group of people and he's just dedicated his life to that at this point and he's doing it full force well
0: more than just admire him for doing that now we all have different personalities and and, and of course we're all made up just a little differently and i can't be robbie and he can't be me but we all could be some kind of encouragement to someone
1: we absolutely can, and and to your point, in our own kind of way. Again, everybody doesn't have to be a rah-rah cheerleader, so let's <laughs> let's be clear. But we can. Everybody can stop and hold someone's hand. Yeah. Everyone can stop and say, "Listen, is there something that I can do for you today?" Everyone can stop and say, "Listen, can I just wipe the tear from your eye?" Hmm. So again, in your within your personality, within your scope of of persona, there is something that each and every one of us can do to contribute. To making someone's life a little bit less burdensome and easy as they are trying to figure out the difficulties of how to live, and particularly with regard to the cancer community. And that's exactly what he does. Uh, he and, and others in a group called Cancer Fighters, uh, that every day that, that they're out there talking with or supporting cancer patients. But you're right, Wayne, we can all do that in our own small, simple and unique way based upon our personality and our time of course
0: and by the way we'll have information about cancer fighters in our program notes at healthhopeandinspiration.com how about this Mm. statement i'm not successful in life until what i do
1: benefits somebody other than me it's a powerful statement and if we just stop to process it and think about it just for a second and again we're not saying going out and you know trying to change the world overnight but just taking the time to say. I'm going to benefit somebody else in my life. Um, And until I do that, I don't feel like that I'm really successful. If we all did that uh, on a consistent basis, the world would truly be a different and better place. And so uh, I salute Robbie and I thank God for his commitment uh, to that type of school of thought, because truly uh, that can make a difference. As we all know, the story of the starfish. You know, hey, if we just save them all, no. That's right. But if we can just pick up one along the way it mattered to that starfish and threw it back in the water, we could make a difference and we could become a difference maker. And isn't that what the scripture basically encouraged us to do and that what God has called us to be? Absolutely.
0: Uh, One way to carry this out, it just occurs to me, is the Our Journey of Hope
1: program that you've put together. well, our Journey of Hope was exactly designed for that purpose. As you know, Wayne, uh, a free res- a free uh, cancer care leadership training resource that local churches and people of faith can learn how to start cancer care ministries, develop cancer care ministries, and then employ and deploy cancer care ministries inside of their local church communities. Uh, and for individuals who are listening, pastors, church leaders, Uh, You can go to ourjourneyofhope.com, which is our website. We have free virtual training classes and sessions that we offer. And we provide you with all of the resources, all of the curriculum and all of the material. And again, it is free of charge. There is no second shoe to drop.
0: That is amazing.
1: We're not asking asking for anything from anyone. We have close to 4,000 churches internationally that we have trained with this program Uh, Started it, we know, well over 20 years ago. And the the goal of the day is to be able to equip the local faith community to be able to do exactly what Robbie does every day. And that is be a difference maker in supporting people in your local church and your community with cancer care uh, understanding that will allow you and them to basically be empowered to hopefully go forward. And to get on the other side of a a treatment plan and then be able to hopefully turn around and bless someone else along the way, ourjourneyofhope.com, free cancer care leadership training available to all faiths, all local churches, all people of any spiritual orientation.
0: But, Percy, I don't have any particular expertise or skill in this area. Can I still be of help here? And can I receive training like that?
1: And that's the beauty of our program. It's not designed—you don't have to be a doctor or a healthcare clinician. You don't even really have to be a minister. It's simply uh, we've used the model of Matthew 25 that basically said that when you feed someone that's hungry, when you clothe someone that is naked— uh, when you visit someone that's in prison and when you attend to someone that is sick, you have done this as unto the least of these. You've done this as unto Christ. Mm-hmm. None of those categories required any special <laughs> expertise to do any of that. It's not necessary. What is needed is that you have the love of God in your heart. You have the desire of God in your heart and we will give you the tools and the resources to to implement and understand how to execute a cancer care ministry right there inside of your local church all free of charge.
0: Our hope.com. And the question that we're putting to you this week as our listeners is have you ever served in a, as a group or an individual with your time to make life better for someone? We'd love mm-hmm. to have your responses to that and maybe we can share some of those anonymously on an upcoming program. Our mm-hmm. featured resource How to Serve God When You Have Cancer. Mm-hmm. Let's, uh, let's make you use of these uh, notes that Percy has put together for us are very helpful just one of many free resources at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Amen. All right, let's um, let's wrap this up with a return to the scripture that you
1: shared earlier. Galatians 5 this is where we started and this is where we're we'll in and now that you've heard the super advocate which is what I call Robbie Robinson yeah. you'll see where the spiritual implication from the scripture uh kicks in. So Galatians 5 verses 13 Uh, tells us this you my brothers and sisters were called to be free but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh in other words God has blessed us he's given us rights and privileges and abilities but they're not just for us they're not just for us to go have a good time and enjoy life and be selfish about it but it says rather serve one another. The word serve is also uh, uh, synonymous with ministry. Hmm. Serve one another humbly in love. Today, we wanna encourage you that whatever gift you have, big or small, use it and begin to uh, apply it to someone around you, near you, and help make a difference in their life. Go pick up a couple of starfish along uh, Hmm. the beachfront and throw it back in the water. Um, Hey, you may not be able to save all of them, but it'll matter to the two or three that you picked up along the way. Be encouraged today to serve those and bless those with with what God has blessed you with today. Percy,
0: thank you, and we'll talk to you next week.
1: All right, I'll be here. And until the next time, remember, we've got work to do, so let's keep chopping the wood. God bless. Take care. Thank you
0: for listening and subscribing to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope and Inspiration is sponsored by and produced by Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute designated comprehensive cancer center. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, part of City of Hope, a National Cancer Institute designated comprehensive cancer center. We treat the whole person, body, mind and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago and Phoenix take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific need. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use leading-edge technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.